You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeksradio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment. Warning, the episode you're about to listen to may include plot spoilers and naughty language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off! Benedict Cumberballs! Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin, and this is an interesting day. Um... Because uh, today we're uh, we're joined by um, a guest and not our usual uh, co-host Alexia, and I will explain uh, why all that has happened. But the uh, gentleman that we're going to listen to now um, is uh, is one of uh, the. I tried to, last time we talked. I tried to call him like the leader of the other podcast, and he was like, "Don't do that," because Melissa will be upset. Um, so I won't do that. He is. Um, the uh, the Michael Eddington of the other podcast. He's 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 secretive and has a plot you know nothing about. But eventually you might kind of side with him. So we'll find out um, whether that's true. Um, so uh, today we are joined from the Delta Quadrant, Matt Hanson. Hello, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me back. And I don't know if I, Michael Eddington. That means I get shot in the end. No, 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 no. Um, that yeah, that might happen. Actually, when I think about it, that, that's actually that's why we brought you here, Matt. Um, don't turn around. Don't look behind you. There's nothing. Oh no, Matt's gone. Don't don't turn around. Is Ace of Base here? I know. I don't want to see. Wow. I, the funny thing is, is that it's appropriate for me to know that song, but like you must have been like two when that came out. No, that right? was ninety. No, that was ninety four. I was five. You were five. Yeah, I was in college. But you you, you don't understand you don't understand me, Justin. Like I like things that are way before my time. And you don't understand me. I look like I'm ten years younger than I am. So hey, um, <laughs> just let me keep believing it, please. Um, so uh, today there's a lot of things we want to talk about, um, uh, including I want to go to bat for um, for a dude I think gets gets mightily abused or used to get mightily abused on your on your podcast. Not really so much anymore. Um, You've backed off of, of uh, the guy that became known as PDH, and we'll talk about him. But first, I want to talk about why we're doing this, why I'm here today, why you're here today, why Alexia is not here today. Um, I want to talk about strep throat. <laughs> um, so let, is it okay if I, we're going to jump, as I normally do, I go, hey, let's talk about Star Trek, and I jump on a totally different subject. No, this is perfectly fine, because listeners, I do not know why I'm here. He just literally asked me five minutes ago <laughs> to be on this show, so, so I have you no idea. you want to do idea. a podcast? He's like, yeah, let's do a podcast. So um, here's what's going on. Uh, I So right now, I am A, in the middle of a snow dinosaur. Um, right now, as we speak, national news, you turn on CNN right now, if you have CNN, and you're going to hear about the snowstorm outside of my house right now. Um, um, yeah, turn it on. Do you, watch, you, do you know that there's a snowstorm happening right now? I knew there was Are a you? cold snap happening in, like, Atlanta was hit a few a couple weeks ago, but I, I just, 
You're, you're close to the D.C. area, right? Yeah, we're going to hit get hit with 12 to 14 inches of snow today, tonight, wow. as we speak. So uh, I work in the healthcare field, and uh, the one thing you're not allowed to do is call in sick on a snow day. I know this. I had everything prepared, ready to go, had the kids all arranged, everything ready to go. Um, two days ago, um, well, my first, I, the, the littlest of my kids started having a fever, and I was like, oh, I don't know what it is, and then it kind of subsided. He seemed better, and then two days ago, I started having, like, this scratchiness where I was, like, swallowing, and it, it, it okay it didn't hurt that much when I swallowed, but if I turned my head, like, left and right, I could, like, sort of feel the pain in my neck, and I started having that feeling, and it was okay until, like, 8.02, two days ago, and then it really started, like, it was like razor blades when I swallowed. And I was like, okay, well, given that no doctor's office is open, I'm going to go to, like, one of these clinics that you can go to, these uh, urgent cares. And I looked, and all of them closed at fucking 8 o'clock. And I'm like, awesome, cool. awesome. So I go to an emergency room, and given that sometimes I work in emergency rooms, I'm surrounded by nurses who are giving me the same look that sometimes I see myself giving to other people. They come to the emergency room, and they go, oh, I got a sore throat. And you're like, yeah, the guy next to you is dying. and and I know that so I find myself apologizing my way through the emergency room every single employee I meet hi I know I shouldn't be here I know I'm not here but I'm afraid I might have because I know what it feels like when you have strep I'm afraid I might have strep Um, I got kids at home I'm trying to figure out what to do I just need a strep test and I I go through this whole story every single person I meet because I'm like please don't judge me and yet I can see in all their eyes, like, no, it's okay. No, it's good if you come here. No, it's okay, which is what you have to say. Because you can't go, yeah, fuck you, leave. Yeah. Um, and I get that feeling, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm that guy. And so um, and so they do it, and the, the doctor who sees me looks and goes, and goes, you know, it doesn't look like strep. It looks like I don't have tonsils. So it looks like you have what's called pharyngitis, which is like inflammation of the pharynx. So it's right in your throat. And he goes, you have that. It's probably viral. We'll do the test. They do the rapid stress test thing where they like put their little like swab cock in your mouth and, and deep throat you. And and then they tested it and they came back five minutes later, like, hey, you're clear. And I'm like, Yay, I'm clear. I'm like, yeah, and probably if anyone's sick in your house, it's probably viral. I'm like, Yay, nobody has strap. Woo. So I'm prepping today for Snowma Dinosaur Again, um, which by the time you're listening to this, it probably has already happened. Um, but right now, um, as you might know, I live on the eastern seaboard, um, just like outside of Washington, D.C., between D.C. and Baltimore is where I live. And um, and there's uh, this snowstorm that, like, started in Georgia, like, 10 hours ago and has worked its way up Interstate 95 and it's going to work its way all the way up to New York. And I'm right there in the fuck middle of it. And like an hour and a half ago, it started coming down, started snowing. And so uh, all of this is happening. I'm prepping for all that to happen. And I get a call this morning as I'm stepping out of the shower, and they're like, hey, this is the emergency room. So we cultured your fast strep test and did a slow strep test. And it turns out you have strep throat. And by the way, everything in the world is going to close for the next three days. Have fun. (laughs) Click. Um, (laughs) So I am like, oh, no. So I run. And I, you know, I go get my whole family test. It turns out the youngest one, the one who's like two, also has strep throat. Oh, that um, sucks. And so we're like, great, we're all on antibiotics. I call my work, and and my work is like, are you kidding? Like, like they, you can tell there's, they're nice, and they're like, no, we believe you. 
but you get that sense they're like, yeah, nobody wants to drive in in the snow because you have to, and you get that sense. Yeah, but if you work in healthcare, I would think that that that, that they would take something like this seriously. It's like okay, no, they you, do. You no, so no, here's there, and they did. I was actually the one who was like, listen, I'll wear a mask, and they're like, no, strep doesn't spread that way. It's yeah, no, you can't just wear a mask. You had they are the one telling me to stay home, but they you can tell they're really nice about it, but you can tell like the tone in their voice is kind of like. I don't know whether I 100% believe you because nobody wants to come in during the snow. Everyone tries to get out of it. So at that point, you're like, dude, I will fucking fax you the results from the other. Which is what I said, and which is what I said in response to which they said, no, you don't have to. We believe you. Like they they were cool. It's just that you get. And if I was the boss, right? I'm sure that I was like person number 14 with my sob story as to why I couldn't come in during the blizzard. Um, So. Um, and keep in mind, D.C. is not, outside of this year, like we had a year two years ago where we had an inch of snow on Halloween and nothing else. Like we are not the snow people. So all that being said. Um, so I feel okay outside of having a bit of a scratchy throat. I feel fine. Um, but I'm stranded now here, um, one shift poorer. Um, but I was like, hey, I have to do something with the night. So I decided what I would do is do a trek off. And I uh, and I called uh, my illustrious co-host, and I was like, "Hey, would you like to do a, co- a trek off in like two hours?" And she's like, "Dude, I prepare for my shows. I prepare to go on the air, and and you don't, and and you should." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know I should." And she's like, "She's like, and there's a ton of snow, and we're prepping for it, and you need to give more than like an hour notice." And I was like, "Oh, I'll call somewhere where there's no snow, which is Arizona." <laughs> Well, so, you know, we had snow for one day last year in this month, actually. So, but you didn't catch me on that day. So that that's why we're here. That's what's going on. That's my tale of woe. Um, so that is that is how we ended up doing um, a trek off. So welcome to trek off. Uh, my name is Justin, and my name is Matt. And today, as I said, we're going to talk about um, uh, poor dumb Harry Kim. But first, how was your like couple weeks, it's been a week, couple weeks since we spoke. How's it going? How did people respond to uh, our appearance on the Delta Project? Well, as, and I appeared. as you well know, I, I texted you after that episode went live, and we got more than a few comments that say, "Hey, those guys are actually really funny. I'm going to go download their shows now." So, so they're listening now. They are probably listening now. They're listening now to us talking about them. Yes. So thanks, guys. Thank you for joining the show. Um, you, I'll try. And trust me, guys, you won't be disappointed. It's a great show. So, um, so let's just jump right into it, man. Uh, Garrett Wong is a nice guy. Can we start with that? Yes, I've met the man. He is a nice guy. I have too. And you know what? He's aged incredibly well compared to some of the others. And he's got awesome long hair. And he's a really cool guy. And he is the first to tell you that he is dissatisfied with what he was allowed to do as Harry Kim. Well, very um, smart guy he is. I discovered Garrett Wong on a show, on a podcast called Geeks On. Yes, uh, I remember. I actually listened to that episode based on your recommendation. I went and listened to your show, and then I downloaded that episode and listened to it. Can you, I mean, am I wrong? Can you help but like the guy after that? Like, you listen to that, and you're like, oh, shit, man, that's that's rough. Well, you know what? I, I have some problems with him, but at least he's fucking honest, you know what I mean? And he's a nice dude. I mean, gen- generally likable guy. And... Um, Unlike an, another co-host on my podcast, Ben, my problem is not with him. It's the way he's written. Sure. Um, and I want to talk about the and I and I agree with you somewhat, and I'll and I'll go with you somewhat. But I, so so we're gonna have less to fight about then. Um, so you think he's a good actor? I don't know if he's a well. 
He gets no statue, in my opinion, but he's serviceable. Um, I really like him. Can I say, so So if I were to talk about the people on the show... Um, the well, he, I'll, I'll put it this way. He's, he's definitely better than Beltran. Beltran just sucks. I hate him. So let... Give it... Like, here's, here's what I'm going to go for. Characters who you would be... Uh, we're going to do a little grab bag here. Characters on Voyager... Would you be upset if they died versus, like, like we can go, like, next to each other? So let's start off. Let's go Neelix or Kim. Who are you more upset dying? Who would you prefer um, dying? you got to kill one. Let's go even worse. Kess or Kim? Kim. You'd be more upset about Kim dying? Yeah, because than... because I feel like even though they 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 never figured out exactly what to do with Kess toward the end of that season three before she left, she was getting somewhere. She had a couple of really good episodes that I enjoyed. So and... you would let you you would let so dangling off a cliff, you'd save her, and you'd let Kim die. Yeah, because at that point in the series where <laughs> it, they made that choice, and that actually was gonna be they were gonna let Kim go or something like that. And uh, the fact that he was on like TV's most hottest people or the most desirable people on TV saved his his career. But it, just looking at it from a show context, they had done nothing with his character, nothing truly interesting anyway for the for the first three seasons. And you, I mean, one could arguably say the same thing about Cass, but they were starting to get their. I was starting, they were starting to dip their toe a little bit more into what Kess could and couldn't do, and she had a couple of really good episodes that I loved in season three. So I would have liked to see where that character could have gone. If you were anybody else, I would accuse you of, of wanting to save the hot check. Um, uh, but I will... Okay. Um, I'd save her it's too, not, but... I mean, aside from the fact that I'm not into chicks, I mean, I don't consider her that, like... Drop dead gorgeous. I mean, she she's good looking, but season three cast and like right before, long hair cast. Okay, long hair cast looks long, much better than short hair cast. I yeah, long hair that. long hair cast is is gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She well, she uh, looks more like a woman. You know what I mean with that long hair than than a little girl. But all that being said, I just don't think she was a very good actress, and I hate to say that. I disagree. Uh, I think that she. There were times she had like three notes that she played. She had the, I'm really intense. She had the, I'm very serene. And she had the, I'm so happy. And outside of those three, I didn't get like a, another underlying level. And again, oh. it might have been, been the writers because they didn't give her a ton to do. Um, uh, and her, uh, her best episode, the episode where she goes like from an old woman all the way back to the beginning That's of that episode. That's what I'm referring to, yeah. Except that her last moment in that episode is so atrociously bad. It's so she's like she's like, it's the it's the Star Trek laugh moment. No, ha, I'm happy. I'm gonna go do stuff. I only have so much time. Ha, and she runs off and just like you're like, oh, it's terrible. It's like so it's like it's like having a perfect four course meal with a dessert of horse shit. I didn't think it was that bad, but uh, which is own. Yeah, meh. And so okay, would... so let's let's compare. Let's look at the first three seasons when Kess was around. So let's compare. You say Jennifer Lean's not given much to do, and she's not a very good actress. What has Garrett Wong displayed in those first three seasons that warrants him staying on the show? In your opinion, charisma, 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 charisma and um, chemistry. With the very least, Harry. But anybody he's in a scene with, I feel like he knows him. I feel like he likes him. 
I feel like they, I feel the connection when he's in a scene with someone else. And when I'm watching Jennifer Leanne, I feel like she's performed. Does that make sense? I feel her performance sometimes. I feel the, I'm trying to be, now granted, I'll give her this. She was 19. She was 19. She, I was just about to say that too. You know, I mean, I will give, I will give her all the credit, in the credit in the world for being 19, for 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 doing what she can with a character that is is like you have to be Leonard Nimoy to get it right, otherwise you're T'Pol, right? You have to be like if you can't nail how to 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 bring forth a second layer of emotional content that you're not allowing yourself to show because you're a serene character. If you're a Spock or you're a Data or in this case a Kess, like like. If you don't have the chops yet, and had she had a different kind of career, maybe she would have grown those chops. Um, but I just don't, I don't feel it. So I, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say with that. That's a hard one to start off with, Justin, only because we, I don't know. I, again, I'm giving the Voyager writers more credit than I think they probably deserve, but I don't know what could have come of that character had she been able to stay and grow over the next four years. Maybe she could have pulled something off that was quite impressive, but but we'll never know. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I, if I could go back and write it, I would have not written her off the show. I think there was room for her and Seven of Nine on the show. I think so, too. Uh, I mean, if we're, if we're going to be the more women-focused show, why not have four main female leads? And, and what could you have done with her? The, what they did for one second in Fury. You dark phoenix her. But you can't because... But Fury makes no sense. I don't like that. I know because it's because it's, it's all... It's the idea of everything that could have happened with her shoved into 42 minutes. And there's no organic way that she got to that point. I mean, we could have seen her progress into a Dark Phoenix sort of character, yeah. but she leaves the show all peaceful and happy and, like, my gift to you, and she comes back all pissed, and it's like, did I miss something? Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, 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 I get it. But without harping on Cash, because um, I, I – let, let me be clear. With the exception of Robert Beltran, who looks like he doesn't want to be there, and the thing that gets me about it is that from time to time I can see that he's a good actor, which makes me mad. That means that all the other times when he's not being a good actor, it means he's not trying. Right. That, that bums me out because I was at one point an actor, um, and, and if I had got the chance to be in a Star Trek TV show, I, for, like even for a moment... I would have killed. I would have killed to be able to do that. I would have been so happy to be uh, there. Oh, I would have happily had a console explode in my face. That's yeah, so seriously. Much I be on Star Trek. Um, and and you know my uh, my acting coach was on Star Trek. Uh, the guy who sort of was my screen acting coach was um, uh, the first black Romulan. Um, really? On Star Trek. Yeah, his name was Michael Mack, um, and he was the first black Romulan. I. I think he might have been the one in Pegasus. I'm not sure. No, that guy? I love yeah. that guy. He's also in uh, Star Trek Generations as himself. Um, when the uh, when the Klingon warbird's decloaking, he's the one who looks up and goes, Klingon warbird decloaking, and when Picard goes, what? What? That's yes. Him. Yeah, that's he's the one. That's Michael Mack. Um, and evidently he helped. He was like a spec writer for the show. So anyway. No way. That was your acting coach? That is cool. That's very um, cool. Yeah, it's... it's you know, it, I would have, like, and I would have, I wish I could have, I didn't want to geek out when I met him and I'd go, like, tell me all about Star Trek, tell me, tell me, because he's, like, done a bunch of other really, really good work. Um, but, like, like that's all I wanted to do while I was talking to the guy. Like, I was like, listen, I don't want to talk about acting. Can we just talk about Star Trek the whole time? 
And he's like, nobody wants to hear you talk about Star Trek for an hour. And to him, I say, nearly 100 episodes. That's what I got to say. Exactly. Um, uh, so, yeah, with the exception of Beltran, we can just say that we would prefer for for Chakotay who, to have quit the show. Yes. Right? Let's just say that. If Chakotay had quit the show, Tuvok could have been first officer. A billion other great things could have happened. In like, the void he would have left would have been awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, that being said, um, Neelix or PDH? PDH was, by the way, you, a nickname you gave to him, meaning yes. poor dumb Harry. Poor dumb Harry. Because he does... Uh, at, and and before we ever met, you heard me on my show talk about you talking about that on your show. Yes, um, I did. About how I it was, you do make a point that that he does seem to make a series of terrible, terrible decisions. Um, I would say that it's unfair to say that he just makes. I think that everybody just makes ridiculously stupid decisions on Voyager over course, and over and, and over. I hope you've heard. We've pointed that out many a time, many a time. Um, so and you don't even really call him PDH. In fact, you guys don't really talk about him anymore. I mean, that well, just wait for a couple of weeks when we have to review the disease, and then we'll have to talk about him. Which one's the disease? Where Harry gets space aids from that chick. He starts glowing. Oh, is he gonna die there? Or is he just in trouble for banging another like? That's chick? The, that's the one where he's in trouble for banging the alien chick, and he ends up getting some sort of disease or bonding or something. I don't. Freaking fucking remember! It's just that it was such a terrible episode. I repressed it out of my memory. See, but I don't hate him in that episode. I don't hate him. I do hate that. him in that episode because one of the things I can't stand about Harry is he's so whiny and petulant. Really? Yes. See, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. He just always seems happy to be there. Except when, he, except when he gets denied, and then he acts like a childish little sad sack. Yeah, I, uh, I, one episode is not a character make. I guess is is my point. Is that like what, he is a I get all right. Here's the term. I say charisma. Let me take back charisma. Um, welcome presence. He is a welcome presence when he is there, and I can't say that that. And I and I would say probably ninety nine percent of the time he's there, which he's not always doing a lot. But he's a welcome presence when he like when he's on the screen. I'm like, ah, oh, there he is. I like him. You know. Whereas I feel like like. Characters like Bellana are much more hit and miss. When she hits, she really, really hits in ways that, that only once does Harry ever hit. Um, uh, but I think there are times when she really misses, where I find her grading and I'm just not interested in anything she has to say. I, I agree on some point with Bellana, but with Bellana, I feel like there was a bit more... Um, there's not more variance to her stories because usually her stories are not that varied, but there's a bit more... Um, complexity there than, than is given to Kim. And I find her, if not always the most bearable, and more interesting. She's a more interesting character than him. She is a more interesting character. I feel that um, that she is uh, not... Like, I feel like because they want her to hit different kinds of beats, I feel like it doesn't always ring true to me. Um, what, what's happening with her, and especially her and Tom, seems to be contrived a lot of the time, and I feel that way about Tom. I feel like there are times when I really like Tom. I don't but know, I man. I've grown you know. to like Tom over this last rewatch, and I've never, like, I kind of feel like he was just kind of there before, but during this rewatch and having to analyze him critically, I've grown more attached to him, and I can't really explain to you why. I, I, th I think he's fine, but I think that, like, I guess here's my thing, is I think that that 
maybe Harry is not as good as everybody else, right? So maybe right. he's not. Um, uh, let let me let let's use let's use a a a baseball metaphor. Maybe he's not that guy who can hit the hundred home runs in a season or whatever. You know what I mean? Like maybe mm-hmm. he's not that guy. But that guy who always hits the hundred home runs has like a ton of strikeouts too. I feel like Harry's a guy who's gonna just he's gonna hit a single almost every time. And I never I very rarely see him come on and go, ah, he blew that. And there are times I feel like everybody else, including Janeway, I feel like there are times when Janeway Janeway makes me angry at what she does. Uh, Beltran makes me angry with what he does. Uh, Bellana occasionally makes me angry with what he does. Tom. Uh, Neelix, believe it or not, and maybe I'm just totally in the minority here, but but season four forward, Neelix really rarely bothers me. He does, say, no, I don't think you're in the... Well, you might be in the minority, but you're not in disagreement with me. I really like post-Cast Neelix, is what I like to call him. Uh during that, those welcome presence, another welcome presence. When he's yes. on screen, I'm like, I'm like, hey, yeah, I like this guy. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. So instead of who you would you drop off a cliff? Let me put it this way: Who would you rather hang out with? Would you rather hang out with Cass or Kim? Uh, really? I I mean, I guess in in that if you put it in that context, then Kim is a much more fun-loving sort of dude, and and let let me put it this way: I could probably be friends with him in his off hours, but well, uh, that's the thing. Like like I like him in his off hours. That's when I like him. Um, I like him not when he's the main character of the show, and I like him when you know when he's doing the night shift. I think that's fun. I enjoy him there. I enjoy him, you know. Just doing whatever it is that he's doing. I I, I enjoy him uh, when he's hanging out with Tom. Um, uh, I would rather hang out with him than Kess. I think that Tom uh, Tom never struck me as a guy that I would want to hang out with. No, I would rather he struck hang me out as with a guy. Tom. See, I just feel like Tom would make you kind of feel like an asshole. No, I feel like Tom but, Tom would just be like. I don't know. I was never the popular kid in high school, so I kind of would be like the Harry to Tom. Is like Tom is kind of like the cool kid that I want to hang out with. See, and for me, I was not the popular guy in high school either. But like, like I feel like Tom would instigate me to do stuff that would make me feel foolish to make himself feel better. Like, mm-hmm. and even even later, Tom, I feel like Tom's always like, like how many times did Tom have to go? Come on, Harry. Come well, on, Harry. Because Harry's such a wuss. He's such a wuss in certain episodes. It's just, ugh. That's and, what and also bothers me about him. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe he's not the greatest Starfleet guy in the world, and 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 we'll get to what they did with him. But I just sort of feel like Tom um, would be again a guy that I would just feel, I would just feel like pressured from him. Like I would have, if I were with Tom, I would have to perform up to Tom's standards. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I would I not so. feel relaxed around Tom, nor would I feel relaxed around Belana because she might kill me. I mean, that's, there's like, <laughs> well, like I agree on that point. Like honestly, Belana is a shithead to everybody at one point or another. Like she at is. one point or another, she is just like like she re- like like she hurts my feelings. Like, hey, Belana, how are you? Fuck you, Justin. You're a dick. And I'd be like, don't call me a dick. And she'd go, rah, I'm clean. I'd go, ah, no. And I run away. And then Vork, I'd be really sad. Vork, turn that damn thing off. It's giving me a headache. I mean, 
<laughs> I know, seriously. And that guy, I mean, yeah, it was like a while ago, like, sure, he had some Ponfar craziness, but come on, man. Like, yeah, like, like seriously. Yeah, Balana is one of those people, like, you want to ask somebody who's already crossed paths with her during the day, like, what kind of mood is she in right now? Do I avoid yeah, I, engineering or not? <laughs> and and I have, I have, there are people I know like that, and I don't, I'm not like that. I get in bad moods, but I'm like, I totally am not the guy to, like, take it out on someone. And and, and it, it really bothers me. If someone that I'm friends with, for reasons that have nothing to do with me, are suddenly re really unfriendly toward me, I'm like, what? What I do? And I go around for, like, kind of the rest of the day wondering what my problem was. And I just feel like being friends with her would be so emotionally draining that I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, I just would, don't. And I actually have been friends with people like this, and it is emotionally draining. It very much is. So I, I, I feel you there. And I don't feel like she brings, on her good days, I don't think she like she brings a lot to the table either. Like, on her good days, she's sort of serious, and she, like, like when, like, when she finally gives seven advice, she's like, the best she gives you is, yeah, I think you're okay. Like, the best you'll ever get from her. So right. the worst is going to, like, you know, they, you know how they say some days you get the sun and some days you get the moon? It's like some days you get the moon and then some days you get less of the moon. <laughs> and that's, like, all that Milana gives you. And no, with her, yeah, with her it's no more like some day, with her it's like some days you get the moon and some other days you get a fucking fist in your face. Yeah, I know. She's like, bat left through the head. Boom, done. Gone. Fuck you, Justin. No, what I do? I mean, I mean, it's getting, dead. It, it's seriously and getting to the point to the point now where like I'm watching these shows and I'm like, she she's complaining about seven again, and I'm like, oh, just get over it, bitch, already, please. Well, and that's the thing. It's I I wouldn't like her at all if I didn't get to see her when nobody else gets to see her. Does that make right. sense? The yeah. fact that we get to be third person omniscient and see her struggle, and see her emotional turmoil, and see what she's like behind closed doors in her intimate moments, like, I don't think that having a casual relationship with her is possible. I agree. I don't see how that's possible, but because... Go ahead. I was just going to say I agree, I, and that's what I was going to say, is I, I probably wouldn't want to hang out with Bellana, but taking a different context, she's a, the more interesting character to watch. To watch sure, that yeah. person. Um, in the same way that I wouldn't probably want to hang out with Worf, although Worf's fairly polite to people most of the time. Like, Worf is, like, not to jump shows, but Worf is like, like, he'll tolerate you. He'll send you away nicely. He'll send you away very polite. Thank you, Chief. You know, and then shut the door in your face. But he won't, you know. Now, occasionally, in next show, he'd be like, you will stay away from me, Wesley! But that's, like, like that's second season, and it's Wesley. But that's, so, and that's usually when he has some other things going on. Like, it's not you, it's just that... There's there's different circumstances in his life, and then he'll go he'll go into the holodeck and kill something, and he'll be fine afterward. In fact, I would say that it is easier to be a casual friend to Worf than it is to be an intimate friend with Worf. Like I think that when you're casual to Worf, he's like he's polite to you, he's kind of okay to you. He you know he might get on your case if you're like working with him, but in general, if you kind of know him, he'll he'll be relatively like like civil to you. I think that when you start trying to go beneath that level, that's when he's like, I do not know you, nor do right. I want to know you. And you're like, right. fuck, I was your wife. And then and you that, get really mad, and everybody thinks you suck when you're actually cuter than the one who came before you. And oh, that's shut all I'm going to say about that. Uh, by, say. by the way, I was going to say, with Warp, you don't, also don't want to sleep with him because then you die eventually. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a rule, as I know, and I'm in heaven. 
Um, no, sorry. Michael Dorn is so rich, by the way. Do you know that? Did you hear us talk about that? How, like, yes, I did. And I'm not surprised because you're right. He's the one who he's probably done the most Star Trek out of anybody. Like everyone, like everyone in the next gen cast says, no, Dorn's the one. Like he owns planes. He's like he's like truly, like truly is the man. Well, when you think um, about it, you know, eleven years on TV and then four movies, five movies really, if they paid him for Undiscovered Country. And he does a shitload of voice work. Like a ton of, and his and his DS9 deal evidently was like sweet, like getting him on there like required some dough. Well, yeah, that's the only way he was gonna come back and do it. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, so Tom, I would feel like again it would be too pressuring. You know, Valana would be too too. Bleh. Um, uh, seven, seven's a tough one because I feel like everybody wants to be Seven's friend. Do you get that sense? Like, everybody, like, wants to be her friend. Well, certainly except for Milana, wants but... to be her friend. No, but so does, so, like, so does Janeway, and, and I just feel like everybody wants to be her friend, like, even if they're not interested in her in that way. Like, Neil, like, everybody wants to, she's like the, the emo chick who, hang, who hangs out with you. Like, okay, so, so I did theater in high school. And there were a bunch of different kind of personalities in theater. But there was always that one person who hung out. They came to the parties. They hung out with the group. But they just always were just really kind of chill and seemed upset. And you go like, hey, how are you? And they're like, like no, I'm fine. I'm f-. And I, that's the sense that I get with Seven. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that like, like you see her and you're just like, I just want to get to your heart and see how you are inside. And I know you're okay. I know if I just say the right thing, you're going to be sweet and nice. And I think that's like, like I feel the best example. You remember the episode where she went on a date? Oh, my favorite episode of all of Voyager, period. Oh, yeah. That, you know, is, is that someone to watch over me? Is that yes, that, that is someone to watch over me. I'm oh. telling you right now, that's that's already getting like a 10 star from me. That's my favorite yeah, I episode want, of Voyager. I, I love – now, here's the thing. I, I get the moments in that episode mixed up with other ones, but the last – Ten seconds of that episode, where the doctor's on the piano. Oh my gosh! Over me. If it doesn't crush you, it does. It, it does in the same way that you described once about um, Picard blowing out the candle at the end of Attached. Yeah, which is I know. Another good one. Yeah, it just—it's got to kill you. It's got to wreck you and make you want to punt, punch Chakotay right in the grundle. It's yes. just truly. And you just want to do that? No, you don't, because Chakotay actually looks like a very fit dude and could probably kick your ass and mine. But despite that, you want to punch him with a grundle, um, or or taint, if that's what you want to call it. You can call it taint as well. It's the same thing. It's that area between your balls. Yes, I'm very aware what the taint is. And your and your bunghole. It's, yes. It can also be called the grundle. So there you go. You have a, a second term. For that area, I I, I, I will now. Taint, get, taint sounds more sexy. I'm gonna give it a third term. That's the Chicote. That's what we're <laughs> gonna call the Chicote from now on. Right there, Chicote. I have a tattoo on mine. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> um. So all of all of that being said. Um, all of that being said, I think that uh, I, I think that that if you get past seven, um, and I want to hang out with her, uh, who else do we have? Uh, Neelix. I like hanging out with yes, him. Yes, like, I would. I would too. He would make me feel good. 
yeah, I, except I might feel, and I, I've had friends like this too, that are really good guys, that then I go home and be like, 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 wow, I go home and be, sorry. I go home and am like, I... I feel bad. Like, am I am I using it? Like, I have a friend right now that that like anytime he need, anything's going on, he goes, yeah, no, I'm here to help out, and I'm like, okay, come help out, and he helps out, and I have nothing to offer this guy in return, and I'm like, hey, dude, do you need some help with something? And he's like, no, I'm good, and and I feel like with Neelix, I would feel that way a little bit, like 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 after a few times hanging out, or he'd like hear that I'm like moving out of one quarter to another, and he'd be the guy who helped me move. Like, I would feel like it'd be like, oh, I'm a user, and I'd feel bad about it. I mean, yeah, I get where you're coming from, but also, I mean, there are some people who, you know, I've met people like this as well, who genuinely just like to do things for people, and it, that's what brings them pleasure, and I get that Neelix is one of those kinds of people. Yeah, I do too. I'd like I'd like to hang out with Neelix. Um, Janeway, you know... Depends on the mood again. <laughs> again, again, Janeway is... It depes on the writer, really, which yes, Janeway are getting. Like, like, I don't, don't want to hang out with Taylor Janeway. I've already told you that much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who, now what, what's the episode that we were on? Was it, uh, was it um, thirty days? Thirty days. No, no, the 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 one that I was on first. Oh, night. Uh, night. Yeah, I don't want that Janeway. No, and that Janeway poisons almost any other Janeway for me. The fact that she did what she did in that episode just makes me go like, dude, dude, like Janeway, grow up, grow up. You're a boss. Be a boss. Be a boss, Janeway. Be a boss. Um, so that's yeah, and and she doesn't ha she doesn't hang out with anyone. Do you notice that? Like you got to go to her quarters to hang out. Yeah, that that's very true. I will say though that to, in all fairness, there, each of the captains has always has done at least one thing where it's kind of like put me off from them. You know what I mean? Jane Janeway's not the only one. Yeah. But you know, you know the thing is with Janeway because Picard did it too, right? And we got to say Picard deliberately didn't hang out with the crew. But uh, but Janeway, when she does, because she comes to the mess hall and stuff, doesn't it seem a little like she's holding court? Mm. Like she shows up and she's like, "I'm Janeway, I'm Janeway, and I'm here, and I'm here oh, to talk." You, you to, are so fucking mean to Kate Mulgrew. I Seriously. can't do that with my. Well, she's being mean to my strep throat. Right now, because I can't do it for more. Good, than that, is, that serves you right. That serves you right. It is, it is mean of me to do. And you know what? It's, it's, it's. I do it for comedy, okay? I do it for comedy. I have so much fucking respect for her after watching the captains. Like respect, like, like mad respect for what she had. No, seriously, if you ever get the chance to go to a convention and hear her speak, she is the funniest, smartest woman that I think I've ever heard. Like actress that I think I've ever heard speak in, in Star Trek. Um, and even though she may not have always been written right, she was always acted beautifully, and she's a smart woman. I really have mad respect no, for No, she's Kate good. Walker. She's just got that voice. You can't say she doesn't. I don't mind the voice. I'm like one in a million that doesn't mind the voice. I never have, and I never will. Here's the thing. She's got a voice. I will say this. She's got the gravitas, and maybe she needed the voice. Maybe the voice is what you needed, because she wasn't that old when she played Janeway. Like she was, you know, she she needed to be able to be young and fit enough that she could be, you know, be sexy but not your mom. But like, like she, so like she had to be like the right balance. And I think the voice, um, as fun as it is to make fun of it, and it's fun to make fun of the voice because it sounds a little like a lizard. Um, that I don't know, it's not true. I don't know what a lizard sounds like. <laughs> I've never heard a lizard talk. 
so I don't know if that's true. But I, <laughs> I pray to God Kate Mulgrew doesn't listen to any of these shows. No, she she could take it. I think she could take it. But let, Kate, if you're listening, hear this last thing that I want to say about that. If not for the voice, I don't think that Janeway would have worked because you can't have. I'm looking at any other woman in Star Trek that you've had. Um, can't be Dax. Can't be Crusher. Can't be Troy. Um, Kira is is forceful, but not a leader, and you don't get that sense of calm leadership. Um, I would say that watching week to week, and I think Jean-Vierre Bujold discovered this pretty easily, that it is it is hard to find that balance. And I think that voice gives that sense of of experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it just it, it makes her sound and, and and hear me out. It makes her sound sixty five when she's pro when she's probably thirty eight doing the show. And I, I I think what you mean is it makes her sound the, like the most like she when she speaks she sounds like the person in charge. You know what I mean? It's she just has that quality about her. You know, it, here's the thing. It makes her. She gets to have the look of the. Uh, it's the same effect that the bald head on Picard gave you. That, that he was not, because you know what, Picard was not, he was not um, like 60, 70 years old. He was barely in, I think it was late 40s when he Yeah, did. he was, Patrick Stewart was like late 40s, yeah. You know, except he looked, so he got to be neck down late 40s, and he got to be, you know, hairline up like 60, 70, and it gave you this gravitas that, that even though you're looking at a younger man from the face down, it gave you this sense of he is older and wiser, um, and and I think that's what with 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 Janeway. I think the voice does that same thing. The voice says, "I am the voice of like your grandma, who you don't fuck with, not your mom who you plead with, but your grandma who you don't fuck with." But face down, I'm pretty and I'm gorgeous, and I'm and I am I'm everything that a late thirties woman should. So like 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 I think the voice is necessary to the entire package, but it's easy to caricature. I'm sorry, Kate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not the only one. Garrett Wong actually does a pretty good... He, he does his own Janeway imitation. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's hilarious. Um, so so that's... Yeah, I wouldn't hang out with Janeway. Wouldn't hang out... Yeah, who's left? Tuvok? I mean, really? Tuvok, Tuvok, is that... Tuvok is not the person I would hang out with, but if I had if I wanted advice on something, I would go to him. If he's in the right mood. Although he always seems, if you go, hey, listen, I need your thoughts and your advice. That's exactly really, what I'm talking about. He seems available. Like, even yes. if he's, a, and, he, and not just like, like, if you want to talk to him about bullshit, he seems annoyed. Like, hi, Tuvok, and he's like, fuck you. That's but what I say. I wouldn't hang out with him, but if I really had a personal problem that I needed just someone to bounce ideas off of. Because you'd watch him to. soften. You'd watch him, you, you'd watch him, like, go from annoyed to, like, oh, I really like doing this. Okay. Okay, here, I'll talk to you. Like, his demeanor changes when you ask him to participate. So I get that. And I also think there's a bit of that same thing I was saying about Seven going on there. Like, you want to see the nice guy underneath. Yeah. And, and you, Yeah. And that leaves Harry. And that leaves Harry. I would love... I could hang out with Harry every day. I could... There's nothing that would make me feel bad about hanging... I feel like Harry would be along for the ride. I yeah, feel like I he'd mean, be like... Up for whatever. No good ideas on his own. He'd be there. And he'd be like, hey, he'd be genuinely glad to see you. He wouldn't do anything to really piss you off. 
He would he would be a good guy to he's a good guy to go watch a movie with. He's a good guy to go like and so I guess when I'm pissed in an episode or an episode's bothering me and fuck is there a lot about Voyager that bothers me. Um, when he's there, he's a calming a calming presence for me. And that's why I think I like him. Because I like him. Like yeah, he might not I mean, be Yeah, I've had my things to say about Harry, but I can't I can't disagree with you in the sense that if I was on the ship you know, he would be the person I would say, you know, hey, I just got this new holodeck game and I need someone to try it out with me. Are you down? You know, it, it, would, it, it would be that kind of guy, you know? Yeah. He just... And I think for me, a lot of the thing, you know, and yes, I am a, I'm a continuity hound and there are all these other things you can say about me as a Star Trek fan, but I go back for the people. Like, it's the reason I'm a Buffy fan. It's the reason, it's the reason that, like, like, the plots and all that stuff, what matters to me is, is am I emotionally engaged? Do I like being there? And I don't always like being there on Voyager. I don't. I think that, that DS9 is filled with Harry Kims that are well-written. I think, I think Chief O'Brien is a Harry Kim that's well-written. I think well, yeah. That, okay. Uh, yeah. He's the everyman. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think and I think in the right circumstances, so was Dax. I think that DS Nine is, and so was Kira sometimes. And Jake was kind of that way. And Nog until he was Starfleet was sort of that way. And Ra like everybody on DS Nine, I could go. I'd like almost everyone. I like have a drink. You're I'd not like going to get me to say a bad word about anybody on DS Nine. Yeah, like like, but I mean like. There, everyone there is someone that I kind of would like to have a drink with. I mean, Garrick is a fucking evil murderer, and yet, and yet, Bashir will sit down and have a drink with him because you know what? He's a great guy to go have a drink with. He's interesting. And every like anytime you get a, and it, he's interesting and he's pretty civil and he's he's he has fun conversation. He challenges you without making you feel too stupid. And he and he like he. He really does everybody on that show for the most part, with I would say the exception of Cisco to a point, but that's because he's sort of detached. But even then he hangs out with his friends. Um, Quark, I wouldn't want to sit down for a drink with Quark just because Why I not? Think, oh come on. You, I so would. I so would. Um, you know what? I think that it would be a lot of effort. I think I would enjoy going to Quark's bar. I think I would like saying hi to Quark. Same thing with Odo. I don't think I'd really want to sit down and have a drink with Odo because I would feel okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That I feel like I feel like socially, what I would spend spend the time doing is going like like, so what's up? How are you feeling? And feeling like he just didn't want to be there, and like, you know, Odo's a good guy to have on your side. I care about Odo almost more than anybody on DS9, but but yeah, I think in terms of just who to hang out with and have a drink with. Um, I think everyone on DS9 is like that, and I think the only guy on, with the possible exception of Neelix, the only guy, and maybe Tom, the only guy on Voyager, only person on Voyager I'd want to hang out with be, be Harry Kim. You make a very good point. I, I can't really argue against it. Again, I mean, we're looking at it from a different context, though, than when I normally look at it on the show. On the show, I'm looking at what arcs he's given and what writing he has for this week, and what role does he play and that sort of stuff and I think you even mentioned earlier you don't necessarily like it when he's the center of the episode and I don't either. Well I do look I gotta say this look the, the Starship Enterprise managed to promote absolutely everybody to lieutenant commander. Everybody was lieutenant commander. I mean they demoted Captain Picard and made him lieutenant commander. Everybody is lieutenant commander on that fucking ship. Everybody. It's it's the same way that everyone is a captain on by the end of the Star Trek movies. Yes. Like it's just like everyone's lieutenant commander. 
And yet, Ensign Kim for seven, like, really? Like, we've already shown Tuvok gets a promotion. Really? What do you have to do? Not only, does do Tuvok, you... not only does Tuvok get a promotion, Paris gets demoted and re-promoted. I know. What do you have to do? Like, like I, I just wish that, like, at some point that would be explained. Like, I don't have a problem. Like, like that's that would be a great... Wouldn't that be a great episode where, like, as a B-plot that Harry comes into to Janeway and he's like, look, what did I do wrong? But didn't they try to do that with that Nightingale episode? I haven't... Again, I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's an episode where he does kind of bring it up and... Janeway gives him sort of the brush off, and he goes to help that medical ship. I don't remember. It's in season seven. I won't get to it for a couple of years, but I think they 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 tried, quote unquote, to bring it up. I think this is a good time to make a transition, and uh, I am going to make a little telephone call because there's somebody who wants to talk to you about something. And uh, okay, I want to know what I did to piss her off because I, I didn't say you like... pissed her off. I just decided to be deliberately like cryptic. Um, Cause, I, I cannot promise um, uh, anything of any kind, um, but I'll see what I can do to make it so she can hear you on my phone. There, that's that. I don't know how this is going to work. Oh, no, she's not answering. <laughs> Hello? Hi, welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. Hi, my name's Alexia. And today you're um, you're you're our guest star, Alexia. <laughs> um, uh, Matt, I can hear you, um, uh, but uh, you won't be able to hear him very well. I'll try and translate back what he says because you're just on speaker on my phone. I see he's on my headphones. But you had um, something that you wanted to say to him, and I just thought it'd be a great <laughs> opportunity to give you an opportunity to uh, to, to voice your concerns. I'm afraid. Oh, right. I wanted to say that I love that kid, but he's totally wrong about Carol Marcus. Yeah. I'm totally wrong about what? You are totally wrong about Carol Marcus. Tell him why. Oh. Well, he was trying to say that somehow, uh, uh, he was saying that she wasn't really that poorly portrayed in the movie because she was a scientist. And, like, the thing is, like, just because you call a bitch a scientist, it's not a scientist major. <laughs> okay, but they they did that all sorts of times of the original series, so I don't see what makes her any better than someone like MacGyver's from Space Seed. And Okay, but but how is it, but how is that any different from some, from, from some of the scientists they had on PLN? I could have done that. Um, Matt, I, I do have a question for for you, Matt. Which is which is this? Um, I for her being such a great scientist, like the only thing that she really ever does is like, hey, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna rip shit out of here, and maybe it'll work, and it does. So, oh, for so okay. The, 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 I will I will see that and counter you with for being such a great historian. All MacGyver's does is unthaw Khan and just so oh I'm so madly in love with you and I'll betray the ship and everybody I know and blah blah blah. I don't see how that's more less offensive. I mean, so so essentially essentially I think that the I think that the point is is that she she's like. What does she, and I'm going to give Matt the opportunity to answer this question. What does she do that is scientific? Right. And Matt is answering. Look, I don't, 
Look, when I mean scientific, I mean she was called upon for her expertise. You, that's what something that, that you guys had said. That was a phrase that, that was in your podcast that said a strong female or a scientist or whatever should be called upon for her expertise at some point in the film. And if they're not, then they're just there for sex. And my, the point that I was trying to make was whether or not you go with it, she was there. Um, the reason that she was there in the first place was because of her expertise. She's a weapons specialist. And she uh, so, so Alexia, what Matt is saying is that is that the reason that she's there in the first place is because of her expertise. She's a weapons specialist, which I guess they could have just had her come on as like sort of anyone, but like. Right. I guess my point is like it's not enough. Like, and this is coming from a woman and a woman who like you know is an actress and is used to like the sorts of stuff that they have us doing in You know what I mean? And the bottom line is. Question. I have a genuine question. TOS fan, and I respect that. It's not my favorite series, but I get why, why you, you're a fan of it. But the question I have is, if, if Marcus's portrayal in Into Darkness is really offensive to you as a woman, I don't understand why you're always sticking up for the way women are portrayed in TOS, because in my opinion, I, I like to, I'm, not, I'm a dude, but I like to consider myself a feminist. I'm all for strong women and strong female types and sci-fi and all sorts of fiction, and I like seeing you know, women portrayed progressively. And I get that it was the 60s, but there are so many more what I consider offensive portrayals of women in TOS than there ever were in this new movie or in any other Star Trek, quite frankly. I mean, you need I not... Know. Uh, uh, Alexia, can I, can I jump in as well? Because I listened to their, uh, their Nemesis review, and a really, really good point was made that um, Troy's role in Nemesis was simply to get raped. I agree with that, but I just don't feel like I've seen much. Nor is it 
for Star Trek that they could have gone with the time. You know what I mean? Like, at the time the TOS was made, like, he was breaking new ground. He was saying, women are going to be in space, and they're going to have positions, they're going to be scientists, they're going to be just as good as men. You know what I mean? I realized that they weren't actually necessarily portrayed that way, but, like, that's a sign of the time. Okay, but I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to give Matt a chance to respond because he keeps trying to talk, but you can't hear him. So I'm going to let him say what to do. Go. Go. Look, I, I, I get your, your reasoning, and I, I think I understand it a little bit better. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm not a woman, and I fully acknowledge that I have my shortcomings as a dude. But as someone who is friends with a lot of women and you know, stands up for women's rights, you know, I think I have some sort of sense of... And I don't feel like... <sighs> It's hard to explain, but I don't feel like the way Marcus was portrayed in Into Darkness, for me, made me respect her any less as a woman or as a, an expert, quote-unquote, in her field. Yeah, she might have just whipped out wires, but I don't know. I, something about the way it comes off, it, she just, she, she, I gave her more credit than um, maybe even was portrayed on screen, and maybe that's my projecting into the film. But as a, as a man, I, did, I didn't, I, and like... I'm saying this as someone who was not uh, 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 bought into the underwear shot because that wouldn't do anything for me. I mean, that wouldn't do anything for me because I'm just not into that sort of thing. So I, I, oh, yeah. I, I still, like, I know you are, horn dog, but, but uh, it, it didn't make me lose any more respect for her. And I, and I'm genuinely interested to see if she's in the next movie where they can take her. Um, I, I think. I don't think, but I don't ever say, but I don't think she was horrible. Watching it, like, I feel like what's happening is you've imbued her with the things that you think she should have. But, like, they don't actually show any of that on screen. I think they do. I was able to get that from, from, from her stuff on screen. See, I guess, I guess I'm going to come down in the middle, um, and, and I'm going to say that, that outside of, and, and this, I guess, is a question for Matt, outside of saying, that uh, outside of saying that they were just as bad in the original series, um, I think they were and worse. Actually, he was called an expert. Like what? Like in, like like what did she do? Like 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 outside. I guess what I'm saying is outside of saying that she is just as bad as the original series. Okay, let's grant that she's just well, as I, bad. As the I, original think series. I think she's. I think she's wasn't great. Than what did she do that was that was like awesome? Well, I, what I considered the, that she, what she did was awesome, and I know it's not on screen, but you have to go with it as part of the reason why the character is there. She was the one who was able to sneak around into her dad's files. The head of Starfleet, by the way, who is in conjunction with Section 31, she was able to sneak into her dad's files, find these sort of weird projects that are going on, and she tells this to Kirk as, as they're walking down the corridor. And I realize it's a, it's a tell and not show anything, but still... She had the wherewithal to think, okay, something. I'm looking at this stuff, and something's not right here. I'm going to go on board the Enterprise. I'm going to find out what the fuck is going on. And I'm going to do it in a way that I probably won't get caught. She does, but that's for story purposes. But I think she was, you know, she was competent enough to have the wherewithal to realize that something was up. And you know what? Instead of, and obviously her dad wasn't being truthful with her. She said she tried to talk to her father and she wouldn't and he wouldn't tell her anything. So I like the fact that she took matters into her own hands and was going to find out the truth for herself and whether or not you can, you know, 
go with that as part of a stronger portrayal of the character. You know, I guess that's subjective, but for me, that showed that she was smart, she was competent, and she was not going to stop because some some guy and some some parental figure in her life told her that it what that you don't need to know this. That's and a good that, point, Alice. She does stand up to daddy, and I would I would then I would and I would I would postulate back to you then. Let me ask you this question: What does she do um, outside of the booby shot, which everybody has said is shitty? And I guess you can also outside of the I'm screaming so loud shot. Outside of those well, two shots, screaming, she saw she her dad is like any... getting her head crushed in. Uh, yeah, but I, I, yeah, granted. But what does she do that is any less developed than, let's say, Chekhov in this thing, which where he's called an expert in engineering, but he doesn't do that great a job, or even Kirk, who he's Kirk, but like, like he just makes a series of kind of bad choices and flies with it. Like everything that Pike says about him is true. I love the uh, the honest movie trailer that calls him the worst captain in Starfleet. You know, like, 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 like everybody is 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 you know he's supposed to be Kirk and he's supposed to do everything awesome. And, no, I, I and disagree with that. Like, would you say that it's maybe a fault of the film that 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 everybody is sort of made to be dumber in order to make Khan look smarter? Your turn. Five minutes go. I mean, I guess a little bit, but. And, and while I did appreciate that she, you know, took matters into her own hands, like, I feel like the real problem comes in when it is the way, it, because of the execution, it kind of comes across, and this is just, you know, for me, speaking as a woman, like, it comes across like, you know, teenage kid acting out against daddy. Like, daddy said I'm not allowed to cheat. I don't believe him. Like, I mean, that's just kind of how it comes across. Because they don't give her enough back, though. They don't give her enough to do. Right, they don't give her enough substance. I mean, the difference is when you're talking about Kirk, like, sure, he makes mistakes, but I wouldn't even mind, like, if she was a flawed character. In fact, I would fucking love it. But, like, the bottom line is when you look at all of this stuff, um, you know, not just Star Trek, but, like, a lot of other sci-fi today, like, I, I wonder where have we even come because women are just not, like, you don't get, you don't feel like a woman Sherlock type character, right? Like, because only men get written that way. Like, that's, you know, that's what pisses me off. You know, like, it's very rare when you find a woman who's written like that, or she's written to be, you know, something more than hot on the screen, you know, or a foil for a male character, which is really what it boils down to. Like, the problem I have is that Carol Barkin serves no purpose on her own. Like, she's there to, like, spout some lies about being a weapons expert, and to scream at the bad guy, right? To show us that she's afraid. Does, she's a she doesn't she's scream enough. at the bad guy. And, like, doesn't show us enough. To, like again, when they when they write these badass girl characters, a lot of times, like she's a tough female character, but like they don't actually ever do anything that shows that. Like. So what would it, what would so? And then you know, at least in the first movie, she talks about doing her job. Intercepting this, this communique, conveys that information, winds up saying, Yes, I have that report that a guy can't even speak, can't tell the dialect or some shit. And it's like, I can't. You know what I mean? Well, like, so. It's so a little bit better, but. No, in the second one she faces down the Klingons and she's like, let me do my fucking job. And you can see that she's scared. And she does, she does, she has a good moment. It's pervasive, it's in our culture. And like, we don't, 
realize it until we stop and really examine it. And then we go, fuck. Like, why was I okay with that? Because the first time around, I was okay with that. You know what I mean? It wasn't until I watched it a bunch of other times that I was like, fucking hey, this is what this would never be a man. A man character would never, ever be written this way. And, like, I realize that men and women are, are certainly their differences, right? But, like, ultimately, we're all people. And I would rather see the, I would rather see the women characters just written as people. Wow. Uh, Alexia, you know, I, I have to admit, I was, I was, I was doing my... Uh, I was I, I was I was doing my ba 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 at the end because you are astoundingly loquacious. Um, I want you here. Why can't you come here sometimes? <laughs> Hello. 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 I FaceTimed her. She hung. What? Hello. Are you back? Hello. I I didn't mean to. My 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 face hit it. With my face, I was, I was. <laughs> I wish you were here to fuck with, because I wanna, I like, I, I'm here wanting to fuck with you, and you're not here, because there's, because we're having snowmageddon. Yeah. Um, I was, um, I, I wanted to, and I kept, I, I don't know if you heard me. I kept going, hey, what would you, what would you, and 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 what I want to know is, what do you want them to do? They're writing one right now. Maybe they're listening. What do they do? What should they do? Because she'll be in it, right? I think she'll be in it. So what, like, what happens to Carol Marcus? I would love to see them just write a person. Like, don't, like, stop thinking about it as a woman and how she pertains to the male characters. Just write it like a fucking person. Like, if you are going to have some dude in that role, a character, who needed, who was important and had, like, shit to do with the scientist and had, like, like I said, a person a perfect scene where they could have really showcased that she is a weapons expert. They had it. It was in there. And then they made it all about, oh, <laughs> wires. You know what that I mean? so not like, true. <laughs> and it could have been cool. It could have been everybody, like, hounding her. Like, and, and, and being like, oh, my God. And, oh, God. And, oh, shit. Everybody freaked it out. And being like, just calm, collected. Like, like James Bond in a Bond film when, like, he just kind of, like, Essentially, like, flicks his head to, like, dodge a bullet, but, like, while he's doing whatever he's doing, right? Like, she could have been like that, and it would have been awesome. Like, she could have just disarmed that device while everybody else was freaking out. You know what I mean? And then calm, collected, cool, and awesome. And they didn't do that. And I guarantee you, if that had been a male character, that's what they would have fucking done. Okay. I disagree. Um... I uh, I I wanted to let you say your piece to Matt. Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have the uh, the the last word in this conversation because Alexia and I will be, will be able to talk about it more later because I think I know what our next uh, episode is gonna have a lot of talking about. Um, um, but Matt, I'll let you have the uh, the the last word on Carol Marcus and then we'll talk about you more behind your back. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Look. First of all, I want to clarify, she's not screaming at the bad guy. She's screaming at the visage of her father being head crushed. I think I would scream in that situation, okay? So I, I consider that human, not female. Second of all, I would say that 
she's running around doing things because also too I I get the impression that Carol Marcus is very young in this movie and I didn't see that as a as a necessarily function of her gender I saw that more as a function of her experience in the field she's only a lieutenant she looks to be about 24 25 maybe so my age I think if I had 10 seconds to disarm a bomb and someone was gonna die and I could potentially die too I would be a little panicky just saying it's, it's it, she's not James Bond I mean she's not an agent in the field uh, I get the sense that this is one of her first missions but she's gonna do it anyway so to me, I, I, I saw more courage in that. And I, you know, it's, it's, maybe it's, again, maybe it's a function of me seeing it as a man. But I honestly think, and it's sad to say this because, because I, you know, I want to see female characters written progressively and stronger and stuff like that. But I don't ever think we're going to get to a point in, in writing where we're going to write characters just as people and not make them sort of have characteristics of their gender in the sense that, I mean, you have to write, I know this sounds terrible, but you have to write sometimes, you know, certain characteristics for people. And I think the solution to that is what we're talking about uh, last time I was on this show, where I think you po in, in order to, to accommodate stuff like that, you populate your show with a number of different women with different facets of 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 feminism and 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 you know the gender spectrum or whatever you want to call it i don't think you could do that in a movie necessarily simply because you have a limited running time and you also have you know seven other characters that you have to get within a 2 hour period to have their moment and have their attention paid so i get why people want star trek to come back to the screen because i think this sort of progressive writing that you're looking for is only serviceable really in, in the on the small screen when you have multiple episodes to take out multiple times and you can actually do arcs with people. In a movie it's very, very difficult. And um, what I, I guess what I guess what I'm saying in a, in the in the movie sense, I thought what they did with Marcus was a good start. Now I want to see where they go from here. It's not it's not perfect yet. But I thought they set up a, 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 what could potentially be an interesting relationship, given the fact that we know who Marcus is in the Prime Universe and what kind of relationship he has with she has with Kirk. Okay, What's going to happen I now that they're serving? More. I want to see. I, I want to see her be something more than what they did with her. But let me ask you this question, and I know you don't cover us, but, but I could. been less less horror and more anger but I, I think a, a man could have would have could have reacted in the same way I don't know I, I don't know okay but they wouldn't have done okay. that I got as the moderator as I'm sort of in the middle of moderating this discussion I'm going to have to, unfortunately, come down on the side of Alexia. One, because she's close enough to me to kill me, despite the snow. Um, but, but also yeah, because there that's is... That's not really a surprise. And, and, I, and I think that this is, this is really true. You say that you got seven characters. They all got to get their time. And you only have two female characters in the whole movie. And, and you got a big bad guy. And he's got to get his time. And a lot of stuff's got to happen. A ton of shit's got to happen. And you're just not going to have time to have those three-dimensional characters who are both feminine and who are also 
was strong, and I would go the Avengers. But I would, yeah, for the Avengers, that, but that's... Black Widow... For the Avengers, but that's... But that's a, who? For the Avengers, that, that's a different... I don't know. Okay, listen to me. This is what I'm saying, is that for, for Black Widow, yeah, she had more of an arc, and yeah, she had more to do, but... Star Trek, the way Star Trek is, I think it's just a better TV medium than it is a film medium. And with I'll the film, when it goes to film, when it goes to film, when it goes to film, it's going to have to make certain concessions. And all Star Trek movies are guilty of this. All, every single one of them, they all make concessions on characterization Star and Trek arcs for certain for for certain people. What okay? What what big arc did Crusher have in Star Trek: First Contact? No, not not Crusher, what but was, you had two strong what, what, female characters. You had you had Lily and the Borg Queen, two female characters, both of whom are not were, our main crew. Who are not our main crew? But they're your but they're your main characters in that film. Yes, I realize that they're the main characters, but they're not going to continue. They're there for a one shot, and that's it. I'm talking about our core characters, focusing on what comprises of the Enterprise crew in all these movies. Of not who? everybody gets. Carol Marcus was not one. But of who she is by the end of the film, so I count her as that. So you know, again, tell I'm just me. Because I like well, watching you guys fight. Because I like you both, and you're both really smart, and you're both really well spoken. It's fun. So to again, tell me. You, you know, outside of outside of getting outside of getting drunk and counting down, what was Troy's big arc in First Contact? If, outside, if your argument, outside that, of that, active, if your argument is that the side characters of of the next gen cast are relegated to to small and insignificant roles, I agree with you. But I think that the point is is that it's possible to fit in two female characters in a film um, where they get to be both women and also strong and and and, and I agree feminine. With you. I, I agree with you, but I put Hi, Mr. A. But I, listen to me. Listen to me. I I I say more complex. You know, and, and and more human, more real, not just an archetype, not just a foil for the male characters to, you know, to either motivate or react to whatever the the so really important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Like whatever Justin? the important matter doing, the women are there to showcase that. I, I, so I Justin. Close to the guy. That's the problem I have. And and Justin. And you're, there's there's something called the Bechdel test. I don't know if you've heard about it, but. And yes, I don't I know have. well enough to recite it on the air, but you know, listeners, Google it and look it up, and you'll see that almost every popular movie fails this test miserably when it comes to female characters because all of them are either in scenes with men, if they're in scenes with just other women, they're talking about men because women exist to serve the needs of men in popular fiction. That's what I mean and about being really, changed. yeah, like that's what I mean about it being invasive and, and really insidious thing that we don't even realize. And in the 1960s, you know, women, you know, obviously in, in, in real life, women were there to serve the needs of men. And on television, you know, just the fact that you put women on the bridge crew, the fact that you put women in, you know, in command scenarios. And the pilot, you try and to not, not even, yeah, and not even just white women, but black women as well, you know, that's, that was a huge barrier to break down, and I want Star Trek to be breaking down the barriers that exist today. Um, so that's why I was so disappointed with the treatment of Carol Marcus and Into Darkness. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in on in wait, Matt's defense, wait, though. No. I'm going to jump in on Matt's wait, I have, side. I just, have some, I just have one thing to say before you do, Justin. I yeah. agree with you that movies can do that. 
Star Trek movies, I feel, on the whole, have never done that. You guys are singling out Into Darkness, but I think the Star Trek movies have never passed the Bechdel test, ever. Ever, ever, ever. In no, any I of the... I'm, 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 not, I'm not arguing that they have. Ron Preacher, you want to think? That's what I want. That's what I want from Star Trek. I want Star Trek to be what it was in the 60s, breaking down the, the prominent barriers. And right. Popular fiction today, the treatment of women is... Is disgusting, and, and I want Star Trek to be, to be breaking ground yeah. again. I want them to be. On that, we can agree. I was just. Agreement, uh, then, that, that Star Trek needs to be on TV. I mean, because yes. it's going to start there. It's going to start on TV. You're not going to. I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but you're not going to get it in the film. You're not going to get it in yeah, the yeah. film. Hey, hey, guys, um, I'm, I'm going to let you go because. Uh, uh, I want to. We're running into the end of the episode, so I'm going to let uh, let finish up with Matt. But I miss you guys. Stay safe in the snow, okay? You too. Okay. Love uh, you guys. Bye. Bye. Turn off, baby. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Turn off, <baby. laughs> All right, bye. All right, all right. So, uh, uh, Justin, Matt, I, just, I am. Uh, I am. I let me just clarify. switch over my headphones. This is great radio right now. I, I just want to clarify so, something. Yeah. If I may. Uh, sure. I think part of the reason I reacted so strongly to some of your accusations is because... Um, well, not mine. She's gone. Well, it's just you, you know, and it's, but, Well, you, you kind of both agreed on the point, is that I kind of... Okay. And I'm, glad, I'm glad I got the, the chance to talk with them because I, I kind of felt that they were, they were unfairly singling out Into Darkness. And I feel like it's because it's the most recent one and people love shitting on this film. And I'm, I'm still going to stand up and say it's my favorite Star Trek film to this day. I've watched it numerous times. I really love the film, and I think it gets unfairly unfairly treated by most fans. But I just felt that, you know, I'm glad we had the dialogue to say it's it's not just Into Darkness, and I want to make that perfectly clear. It's all Star Trek, and and I think what people are want to do is to shit on you know J.J. Abrams and 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 act like the old Trek was so immensely more progressive and did things so much better when in fact you know we really have to go back and look at what the old Star Trek did and it makes the same mistakes and people don't want to see it because I think they look through the past uh, Star Treks with rose-colored glasses in a sense well, and I, I think I... hello uh, sorry something just I'm still here. sorry go on you know what I mean? So I just want to make sure. I just wanted to put it out there to, to track fans that it's not this new era's fault. Okay? I, yes, it, it may be guilty of it, and I still don't necessarily concede a hundred percent that it's completely guilty. I mean, but it is not a fault of this new era and this new direction. It's it's something that's that's always been present in Star Trek, and I think uh, it's unfair. It's unfair to just point the finger at one group of people. I would say that, um, I mean, first of all, I don't think that the Carol Marcus thing is, it's not a giant issue for me, but I'm not a woman, so it's like, it's hard for me to care that much, because it's not my, it's not my torch. Um, uh, if I were, I could see myself being upset um, that you have the boob thing, and the boob thing is really hard to look past, because the boob thing is shitty, and then that makes you, that draws, that draws attention to the other to, to the rest of it. Like, it would be one thing if there was the boob thing, but then everything else she did Agreed. was awesome. And I can see where Alex is coming from. But, but I will say that um, 
that I I mean, I can't I mean just I'm not gonna we, we've beaten the, the movie to death um, I will never agree with you that this is one of the best Star Treks um, I I I've stopped rewatching it I go back and rewatch other things now I I, I am I just don't emotionally invest in this film it gives me it's a pleasant enough and I do um, and 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 you know what and that's you know, I, I, and that's how I ended the last uh, Star Trek like sort of thing that that we did. Where I said that's why it's so good that there's so many different tracks out there. Like you are free to like Star Trek Into Darkness, and a lot of people who listen to your podcast, you know, I assume are big fans of Voyager, and and you know, and I love Deep Space Nine, but Alexia loves the original series, and I mean, I think it's it's. Um, it's good that, that this is out there for people who like it. And that's, you know, I don't think it blows. Like, I don't think, like, Paul, I don't know if you know who Paul is. Listen to yeah, him, I should listen Paul. to him. Um, Paul, Paul hates this film. Yeah, I know. I didn't and know I'm not with he Paul. said. Um, um, I love Paul. I'm, I think he's really smart and makes good points, but I disagree with a lot of what he said. Um, on the other hand, I think that the film has just glaring problems that Star Trek 2009 you know, didn't. And I put the film right in the middle. It's a middling film to me. I don't like, there, there are about five I like better than it. Five or six I like better than that. And four or five I like less than it. Can, I, that's kind of, can, we, can, we, both, can, can we both agree, Justin, that it did not deserve to get like the title of worst Star Trek film at that stupid fucking poll? Like, yeah, that, that's okay. not right. Of course, you know, but you know what? It was going to either get best Star Trek film or worst Star Trek film because it's the newest Star Trek films, the film that has all the fresh emotions. You know, it's, but there's, you know what? There's no way you. There, I'm just saying, there's no way you can logically tell me that that film is worse than Final Frontier or you know Nemesis or Insurrection. You know, I I would watch Nemesis before I'd watch Into Darkness. Oh please! You know why? Because despite please. the problems, despite the problems with Nemesis, and you know, and you've heard me tear it apart, it has characters I care about, and that's I, well. Huge... The new one has characters I definitely care about and identify with. I think it has. I think maybe it has to do with the fact that I'm like in, that. I'm I'm kind of the same age as the characters too. That also oh happens. boy, oh I'm sorry. I'll go get my walker and my cane. I'm, sorry. I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying that, like, I... I, oh, I must have misheard you because I didn't have my hearing aid on. So, uh, Honestly, just, no disrespect, dude. I'm just saying... I'm fucking like, with you, man. I'm just having fun with you. We got too serious. I'm eating frosted animal cookies. How serious could I possibly fucking be? They're really good, but Keebler frosted animal cookies on the inside, they're shortbread. They're not like your regular animal cookies. Very good. A little too sweet, but very, very good. I like them. Um... We have gone. I told my wife I was going to do this for an hour, and we've gone a really long time. <laughs> um, uh, but I hope that, like, so are you? Are are we cool? <laughs> like, let's do this. Yeah, we're cool. Like, yeah, I hope. I hope you still had we're fun. Cool. I I hope me and Mr. A and, and Alex, Alexia are still cool. No, man. But, no, uh, that's that's the joy of it, man. That's the joy. Like, like, like we bicker and we yell. And they get off, and the very first they they sent me a private message and just said fun. Like, like that's that's the fun of it. That's like we 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 yell and we argue and we bitch at each other, and that's that's Trek off. You know, you've heard us. Yes, of course, of course. Uh, oh, I'm scared you won't come back now. Oh no. No, I, 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 are you kidding? I begged you to come back at this time. Well, yeah, but that was after I mean, last time. After this time, I'm like, uh oh. No, I love it. I love it. The reason I say so much is because I know once I get started arguing on something, I just get so fucking into it and passionate that it like. Uh, like 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh shit, I really shouldn't. Have no, said man, so not half of the things I said. No, you know what? It's all 
I mean, that's why we do what we do. Look, the, the fact is is that we won't get any new Star Trek for like three years. All we have is this, man. So those of you who are out there who are arguing with your friends about Star Trek, if you're listening right now and you want to yell at us, yell at us. Give us your points. Disagree. Agree. Be pissed at Matt. Be pissed at me. Be pissed at Alexia because that's what we got right now. We have it's, – it's intelligent debate. We all like each other. We all respect each other, um, even if we don't always completely do respect please, everybody else. Please don't be afraid to hate me because I have plenty of haters for my opinions on Treks. Seriously, um, but but I think I think that the fact is is as is right now all we got is reruns and 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 arguments. Right, that's what we got. So CBS, fucking put it back, give it back to us. And and Alexia and I are probably going to talk about the way that they're talking about doing that, um, which I have concerns about. Um, uh, but that will be for a show another time. Um, I am thrilled that you joined us. I want you to join us again. Um, don't be afraid to join us again. No, I know. I just want. I just like when I get into the arguments. I'm like, oh great, burned all those bridges. Not at like, all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, listen, this has been awesome. Uh, if you liked the show, give us five stars on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, give us five stars on iTunes. Um, go on there right now. Um, you're probably listening on your phone. It's so easy. Just rate us, rate us, rate us. Send us, uh, like us on Facebook. Um, go to our website. Uh, just find us. Tell people about us. Uh, go to the Delta Quadrant. Where can they find the Delta Quadrant? Now? They can find the Delta Quadrant over on the Trekmate Family Network. That's at trekmate.org.uk. You can also find uh, the show itself has a Twitter handle at, at Delta Quadrant Cast. That's at Delta QADT underscore cast. And you can find me personally on Twitter at mhansen0207. And Hansen is spelled H-A-N-S-E-N. Um, uh, by the way, to Trekmate, I heard that they sort of listed us as like a buddy, right? They like they said, did. They, they, cool. You're now listed because they were really impressed with you and your opinions on our show. You're now listed under the Friends of Trekmate uh, section. Trekmate, of um, I I uh, I thank you, Trekmate. I thank you, Trek Radio. I thank you. Um, thanks for just like like letting us be part of the club. I got I I last night. I'll say this last thing. Um, here I am talking. To, to the most out, outspoken, except the last time Gina was kind of the most outspoken, one of the most outspoken thing people on the podcast that I listen to most. I just had a, a conversation with, uh, with um, John from JR Watches Star Trek for, for the first time yesterday. I mean, I feel every day lucky to be part of this club um, of people, and, I, and that I know you guys personally. I listened to all of you beforehand. I wish I could go back in time um, and and meet the Gamma Quadrant folks. Like, did, by the way, did the Gamma Quadrant influence the Delta Quadrant at all? No, I mean there was that perception, of course. I wasn't there for the naming of the show. I, I didn't wasn't even there for the beginning of the show, to be honest with you. But the but format's the, very much the same, and it's made it very well, easy for me to jump into that show too. Although they're was. shorter, they are shorter. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Josh told me it wasn't, and I and I tend to believe him because he's not the type of person who would be, you know, an asshole and lie like that. But uh, I, I, mean, I don't I, believe that it was. I mean, I it, whether or not it was, um, you know, I love like 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 I like Alexi and I said, hey, what if we did one on on a show like that? Like we just want to blatantly rip you off. That's fine. You know, like I love that that people can go episode <laughs> by episode and enjoy shit, man. That's what that's like. We're what you got right now, and hopefully we're doing a good job. Tell us how we can do better. Tell us you like us. Tell us you, tell us you hate us. Whatever you do, stay in touch. Um, my name is Justin. And my name is Matt. 
And uh, we can't say the term. So, trick off, nice people. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of endlight entertainment